0: Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by
1: Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, it's our second hour. We roll all the way till 3, Jimmy B and TC. It's always fun when we have an opportunity to get uh, the one, the only, Ken Silverstein on the phone. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Kenny, good afternoon, pal.
2: Guys, uh, good Thursday, too. You know, uh, I just spoke to Trent before we uh, got going here, and I mentioned to Trent the number 56. No, that's not Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak, which obviously still uh, stands to this day and may never be broken. It's 56 days until college football, big (laughs) boy. 56 days. Don't ask me the hours and the minutes and the seconds. I haven't figured that out, but I can tell you. Buckeyes, Hoosiers, Gophers, and the University of Buffalo. That's all I can tell you. That's when it kicks off.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, we are all waiting for that. Speaking of which, the uh, yes. the, the media days are coming up, and the mm-hmm. the SEC, I think, is what Monday. Trent, is that begins yes, Monday? Yes, yes, yes. SEC is Monday. Ken, is that uh, on a much smaller scale? Has the SEC media days turned into a cattle call? Kind of like what the Super Bowl is now, on a much smaller scale.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. And Look, the SEC is still the numero uno conference in college football, and obviously uh, the big five, and and they're smart. They always go first, or they have been going first now for the last 17 years. I can't remember when they haven't gone first, quote, media uh, days. So they'll hold theirs, and then um, uh, the Big Ten is still coming up in a couple more weeks in Chicago. Makes sense, because... That's where the conference headquarters are. And, um, you know, when you go first and you the SEC, you're going to grab, um, you know, a ton of the uh, uh, attention. But and I think you guys are going to agree on this, usually, 99 out of 100 times. Mm-hmm. Nothing earth-shattering comes out of these meetings, but it still signals to the fan base and to the media that the flag is about to go down. Camps are going to begin in a couple weeks, August, obviously. Depending on when you kick off, obviously, if you start on the 31st of August, you're going to go a couple days earlier than those who play, let's say, on September 1st or on that Saturday, September 2nd. Not a huge difference, but a day or so. And uh, so uh, when that flag goes down for that start, um, everyone will get even more interested. And then, obviously, you know, these 56 days will dwindle. We'll get down to single digits. And then, obviously, uh, uh, from this perspective, this part of the country, august thirty first is when um at least a couple of teams will begin, and then everyone else will get going. I think Michigan state's playing on Friday the first I think somebody else is playing on first, obviously the Hawkeyes are playing on saturday mm-hmm. uh, the second, and then everybody else Michigan and everybody else uh, will go on saturday um nine dash two
3: you know uh kicking things off with that big ten scheduled game with Ohio State and Indiana. We've seen in past years the SEC do that. I remember Georgia and South Carolina when Spurrier was at South Carolina, had a couple of big matchups that first week. Do you like the move here, generate a little bit more excitement and not excitement with, say, a neutral site game or a home-and-home, home, but a real conference game? How's that people out in Columbus going with this one to kick off the year?
2: Well, I think, I think you're on the right track. I, think I I like the idea of having a conference opener. I don't have to be Ohio State; it could be anybody. Uh, quite frankly, um, I think from Ohio State's perspective, or let me rephrase that: I think from the Big Ten perspective, I think I, I guess I'm going to take a shot at IU here. Um, I would have liked another team uh, taking on Ohio State. Uh, I think it would grab even more attention. Uh, so, for example, if it had been, uh, let's say Michigan State, it's given Ohio State uh, some issues over the last few years for Urban Meyer and company. I think that would be more attractive. Obviously, it's not going to be Michigan. because That would be, well, the world would be coming to an end in some places if it would be Michigan. So it's not going to happen in August or September that so that game would be moved. But maybe a little bit more attractive of a game. But I will say this, from a media standpoint, it does have a couple of hooks. Uh, Keith Wilson, obviously, or Kevin Wilson, excuse me, Kevin Wilson, uh, now the new offensive coordinator at Ohio State, is the former IU football coach. So there's a hook there. Um, The two campuses are not that far apart geographically. A lot of folks that are scarlet and great fans pack uh, the stands. It's an easy road trip, and they always end up gobbling half the stadium up, if not uh, more. So there are a couple angles to it. Probably the biggest one would be Kevin Wilson coming back after being, I guess, dismissed in so many words, pushed out the door by IU and their athletic director, uh, A.D. Glass and by doing so, this is his opportunity to, um, pardon the expression, stick it uh, to IU, and I think he's going to try to run up the score if humanly possible. Doesn't mean they're going to be able to do it, but he's going to try real hard to do it, to send a message to IU and their football community, uh, boys, girls, better yet boys, you made a mistake by allowing me to uh, be jettisoned from Bloomington and land on my feet, at least in the short term, in Columbus.
1: Ken Silverstein is our guest. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Kenny, take me then to Iowa and Wyoming. Uh, there's going to be an mm-hmm. awful lot of talk about, A, who the quarterback's going to be for the University of Iowa, and, B, well, we already know who Wyoming's quarterback is, and he's really good.
2: Yeah, let's put it this way. Uh, if you're in the press box for the game, Count the number of NFL scouts that are going to be there yes. because there are going to be a bunch of. You're going to run out of fingers and toes. Uh, time to bring up the calculator that I mentioned earlier and blow the dust off of it because there are going to be gobs and gobs of NFL scouts, uh, not only checking what you know Iowa's got, but looking at that QB for Wyoming because most mock drafts and look, it's real early. Okay, they can look at the tape from last year. They're projecting. Way, way, way out there for late April of 18, but he, I got to believe going into the season, he's got to be a top two, max three QB in all of college football, and most mock drafts have them, oh, I'm being conservative here, have him being taken in the top 10. I've seen most mocks have them in the top five. Wow. Okay.
1: It's uh, I forgot his last name. I forgot his last name. Josh I wanted to say Evans, but that's not right. Allen. Allen. I think it's Josh, it. Allen. Yes, Josh Allen. Josh there Allen. There you go.
2: Yeah, Josh Allen. I mean, he looks the part. Now, I'm not going to tell you other than a couple of YouTube clips. I've not seen him play, okay? But I know one thing. I got to mark down on my calendar uh to watch that game. Okay? One because the Hawkeyes are playing, but two, I want to see how he fares uh against a Big 10 club. Okay? And an advantage for Iowa, they've had all offseason to prep for. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's not like they only have a week to get ready, you know, in a normal rotation of games during a season. Here, you know it's on the schedule. You have all the tape from last year. Well, believe me, they have watched Wyoming tape until they're blue in the face to see, okay, how does he react to pressure? Can we put pressure up the gut in his face? Can we blitz him? Uh, how good is the running game? Do they have a running game? How good is he in play action how big of an arm does he have Willie Dink and dunk or is he more of a you know a down the field guy believe me all those boxers have been answered by the Iowa defensive coaching staff now they're counting the days like everybody else including yours truly until that big game um, I guess that'd be Saturday the second of september
1: so uh over but he's,
2: legit. he's legit he's legit oh no, oh, yeah. he's
1: legit yeah. i I've, I've seen him a couple of times in one once in person and then the rest on T V can and he is legit. Yeah.
2: Well it's gonna give you know, it's gonna give the Iowa staff, defensively particularly, you know, a real challenge in week one. And um, you know, um, look there's always turnover in college football, whether you lose guys to the NFL, whether you lose guys um, because of graduation, et cetera, transfer out, whatever the deal, injury. Uh, God forbid we don't want anybody to get hurt. So uh, it's going to be a test for that secondary, particularly the back seven, um, because I don't I, look. I haven't looked at the rest of the schedule, but he may be. And guys, jump in real quick here. Will they face a better QB than him all season long? Well, for the regular season.
3: Trace McSorley's surely, on maybe there. Penn State. JT Barrett's on there. I mean, they're they're not, yeah. the NFL pedigree. Probably not, yeah, but in terms of a college yeah, quarterback,
2: their,
3: their schedule is yeah. tough. Jacob Park, he's going to put up monster numbers yeah, at Iowa State. Will.
2: The Iowa schedule this year, <laughs> yeah. they're
3: going to see a lot of good quarterbacks, and, and it's going to kick yeah, off. Yeah, they are, week and one. I think it's
2: a good point. Uh, that's a great point by Trent there. I, but I, I think what I should have said, and that's my fault from ball on yours truly's part, I should have said nobody is going to be an NFL quarterback, okay? Yep. Unless McSorley continues to get better. Uh, JT Barrett, at best, is a practice squad guy at best. Uh, very good college QB, mm-hmm. going to end up winning tons of games and have gobs and gobs of stats that are probably never going to be broken in the foreseeable future at Ohio State. He's got 100 touchdowns already in his career, and obviously he's going to add to that. But from a pro perspective, no, there's nobody on Iowa's schedule that's going to be as good as this kid. And we'll see. We'll see if he shows up. Um, obviously, on the other side, Wyoming's had all offseason to, to project what Iowa's going to do defensively and see what they can do against Iowa uh, in what is a very attractive opener. Maybe, obviously, he's not going to get the exposure of Florida State, Alabama, or games like that. No, it's not, and no one's going to pretend that it will be. But it's a really good opener because he's that good from a projection standpoint at QB for Wyoming, and it's a really good test for the Hawkeyes. It's a real good test for the Cowboys of Wyoming for various reasons. Obviously, if Wyoming wins, it's a huge W because you beat, you know, a good a Big Ten team. If you're Iowa and you win, you know, you beat a big-time college quarterback who's got NFL aspirations, and it's going to be a high first-round pick, and that gives you confidence when you see McSorley and Barrett and a partridge in a pear tree. So um, there's a lot of different variables, and I know between now and obviously September 2nd, uh, we're going to obviously talk more and more about that game, but uh, it's not a bad opener—not a bad opener uh, at all. So whoever whoever scheduled it did a nice job. Here, here to uh, the schedule maker at uh, both schools.
3: That would be Gary Barda, the former athletic director at Wyoming, now the AD yes. at the University of Iowa. Well, the Hawkeyes—we yeah, uh, learned right. over the fourth, uh, Ken—that they've picked up a a little bit of help for Akram Wadley, James Butler, a guy that had back-to-back 1,300 yards rushing. At Nevada, pretty good Mountain West program that's made a few bowl games. Mm-hmm. He'll be making his way back closer to home and playing his final year at the University of Iowa. Is Iowa new no, it's a new offensive? Yeah, it is. Wadley, not a big guy. Neither is Butler, for all intents and purposes. 5'9, though, well built. Uh, these two guys complement each other. Will Brian Ferentz, though, be able to figure out some tricks here and go away from the stodgy oldness of the old offensive system at Iowa?
2: It'd be nice. You know, uh, look, unless you have somebody like, um, well, obviously Barkley now at Penn State or the last couple of years prior to Zeke Elliott at Ohio State um, or whomever you think are the best kid at LSU who uh, a lot of people think is going to be a high first-round pick uh, this year. Unless you have that kind of player, okay, there's nothing wrong with going a tandem. Uh, does it have to be 1A, 1B? No, maybe maybe the number one guy is sixty percent of the time. Maybe he's a little bit more than that. Whatever the breakdown may be, but unless you have that elite first round pick potentially when healthy, to me, to me this is a coup. one. I saw it came when I saw it come on in, and I looked at his numbers, looked at some of his highlights. I like the program he's coming from. Oh, it's perfect for Iowa. If he got anywhere else in the Big Ten, uh, it would be perfect. I, I just think. Anytime you could add a kid who's got a resume, um, especially one with over 1,000 yards per, there's no downside. Mm-hmm. Now, what Trent's hinting at is the other issue, and that is, okay, how do, you, how do you use them? Well, we're not curing cancer, boys and girls, as much as I wish we were qualified. You know, it's not that complicated. Let's not, let's not complicate this. Let's figure out, is he strictly a running back? Can he catch I think he can catch the ball out of the backfield? Mm-hmm. His numbers indicate that. Right. All right. Is he a dink and dunk guy, a little little dink and dunk pass out of the backfield? Or can we send him downfield a little bit and try to get him on a safety or a linebacker and try to get a mismatch and get him the ball downfield? You know, I didn't look at his highlights that closely to really dissect. Is he more a short pass game guy? Or can he get downfield? Or look, believe me. They're going to figure that out. I mean, it's not that complicated. You know, you run a couple patterns and you see whether or not he can beat linebackers and safeties. And more importantly, can he catch the ball? If he can, tremendous. If he's just an outlet pass guy, that's fine. Run a bunch of screens. There's nothing wrong with running screens. I will run screens. Not everybody in the Big Ten does. I will does a pretty good job of it. Okay, I can remember a touchdown run last year against, I think, uh, help me, Trent, was that against Rutgers? Was that winning touchdown? On a screen pass, I think uh, right. it, it was. It um,
3: the, was the screen pass, I think you might be thinking about. That was Michigan. Uh, the, the play that. The Michigan game? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. the bounce to the outside that it was the Rutgers play. They also had another oh, one yeah, where yeah, he yeah, capped yeah. it against Minnesota. Yeah, it, late, right. That's the other thing with Wadley, and I don't know if you can ever measure this. In fact, I can't think of it. It just bounced in my mind right now as we're talking, Ken. He has had a lot of games where he's iced it for Iowa. Jim, you've probably seen the mm-hmm. same thing. And oh, he's good back. Yeah, yeah, he is. But I guess you don't think of running backs as, you know, the guys that put games away. He's done that a lot of times in his career, which mm-hmm. is, is rare for a running back. You think of quarterback's doing that.
2: Yeah, normally. Um, and, again, you know, because, look, Iowa doesn't run the, the, the highest octane, you know, zigzag, ricochet, rabbit type of offense. And this is what Trent was getting at with a prior comment question, is are they going to open it up a little bit more? i I don't know. Um you would think they would a little bit. Um again, because of the quarterback situation, it may be and this is probably how I would do it, is I'd have it in the playbook. Okay. Now, do I show it in game one? Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't first of all I may not want to show it on tape that early in the season. And two, you say to yourself, you know what, let's just keep it keep it simple, keep it easy, unless we really get behind and have to really go deep in the playbook, but let's assume we're not way behind against Wyoming or whomever else in week two and et cetera. And let's get confidence in quarterback play. Let's get confidence in the offensive line play. And then as we get deeper in the season, okay, quarterback play is fine. Maybe better than fine. Offensive line's doing a nice job. Okay. Now let's blow the dust off the playbook and let's expand it as we get deeper in the season. So, uh, again, I think if Bethard was back, maybe just maybe because obviously he played a lot of down. CJ did that. Um, adding a second back now, uh, you know, through the grad transfer program, then maybe you, you'd be a little bit more expansive. I don't know if you guys agree or not. I think I might be a little bit more conservative until, in a nutshell, I see what I. How good is the offensive line play? It may look good on paper, may not. Whatever. Let's see how they play, and then let me see how good the quarterback play is. And then let's use the two backs, and let's always use the tight end because that's, that's a staple in the Iowa offense, okay? And then let's see what we have as we get deeper in the season. Does that make sense?
3: It does. It does. Mm-hmm. Around here, media-wise and fan-base-wise, uh, for the most part, you're hearing a lot of uh, 6, 7, maybe best-case scenario, 8-4 and four kind of thing for Iowa. How close is the gap between Iowa and Wisconsin in your mind this year and maybe is the biggest part the schedule because you look at iowa's it's difficult mm-hmm. you look at wisconsin boy it looks incredibly easy is is that gap of talent maybe not quite as big but the schedule is what's separating these teams in a lot of people's minds
2: yeah because you gotta, you gotta remember obviously wisconsin's schedule last year remember the lsu game and sure. everybody else you know that they had a play they had a killer schedule so one year later we're in the present they have a, what appears to be at least on paper uh... Pretty easy compared to, let's say, last season. Uh, Iowa just the opposite. Look who they got to play in the East uh, this year. Among them, Ohio State. Okay, even though they get them, you know, obviously in Iowa City. The the point is, I think it's a good one. I'd say seven to eight. Um, I think if they win, they win nine. I think he's done one hell of a job. Okay, I mean, I don't know how he's going to how he will get to nine unless the ball bounces a couple ways and he steals a game or two that maybe he shouldn't. Uh, We're talking about Coach Kirk here. Um, I, I, I'm going to go with eight, with seven being mm, probably the low end. So, um, I look, until they're beaten, I think Wisconsin's going to win it again. Um, but I don't think any whoever wins the West, they are not beating Penn State, Ohio State, or Michigan in the East. That ain't going to happen. Okay, on a neutral field, fast track indoors in Indies. But somebody's going to win it. I think it's going to be Wisconsin. They have the pedigree. Uh, their quarterback is back. They always have running backs. They always have 330-pound guys playing on the offensive line, okay? Just one kid after another, after another. Defensively, they've lost some people. They've lost some pieces, uh, especially Mr. Watt, who's now in the NFL. Um, but with that said, I think Nebraska is going to give them a good run. Um, I think they have really done – I give Coach Riley a lot of credit. They have the last – year or two the recruiting has been really good for nebraska now are they at the level of ohio state and michigan and penn state right now no they're not i'm not sure they're ever going to get there uh but as long um i think right now they are probably the fourth best team recruit wise and uh, he's winning battles in california uh coach riley he's winning some battles elsewhere uh, and if he can get Keyshawn Johnson's kid back on campus, which would be nice, I'm not sure what that knucklehead is doing at this stage because he was a highly recruited kid out of California, wide receiver Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, his um, that's his kid, or is it his nephew? Help me, guys. It's his, uh, it's his kid. Uh, no, it's his kid. It's his kid. That's what I thought. I said kid initially. Uh, then, um, then yeah, I, th- I think Nebraska probably will finish second, and uh, you see Iowa, Northwestern, and others. Uh, Minnesota, I guess, P.J. Flack, you know, rowing the boat upward or northerly for uh, wins and losses, uh, that they they would be on the next tier, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's a two-team race at this point with Iowa, let's see, Minnesota, Northwestern. Am I forgetting anybody on that second tier? Mm, I don't think I am. I think those would be your top roughly five teams uh, in the uh, in the West.
1: Ken Silverstein is our guest on the Draft House 50 hotline. Okay, let's go to Major League Baseball. And what a wide, wide world of sport is going on in Cleveland. They can't get rid of the Twins or the Kansas City Royals. And they're just kind of slumping along, just like they are in the uh, National League Central with Milwaukee in front and the Cubs and St. Louis then trailing. But in the American League Central, it's Cleveland, Kansas City, and Minnesota. What is happening hmm. in Cleveland with the Indians?
2: I've been there the last two nights. When I got there Monday night, I looked at the roster, or I looked at the lineup of the San Diego Padres. I swear to you, other than recognizing Eric Ibar's name and Will Myers, mm-hmm. and you know me, I pride myself on knowing everything.
1: You do. I okay? yep. mean,
2: I do, but I try. Okay? <laughs> I'm looking at this roster, and I'm going, I take it back. Trevor, Trevor Cahill, I knew that name. I knew three of the nine. I go to last night's game. I had no idea who the kid the pitcher was, okay? I'm looking at Will Myers, and I think Abar played last I'm not even sure Abar played. It was Will Myers. I'm looking <laughs> at the lineup. and I'm going, yeah, I know Will Myers. That's Tampa Bay, Kansas City Royal. Okay, yeah, I know him, okay? Who, who are these guys, and why are <laughs> they winning two of the first three games in this series? Look... Um, Underachieving would be a good place to start. Okay. Um, at this point, give Minnesota credit. They're hanging around. Um, I love Santana and Barrios. Like, I think Barrios uh, pitches tonight for the Twins, which uh, is a big game for them. Uh, he's a really young, talented right hander, obviously, for the Twinkies. But, man, oh, man. Um, Terry Francona's been in the hospital. Uh, right now, I'm not sure he's even going to manage the All Star game. We won't know that. Uh, until a few more days later on into the week. Uh, I'm not even sure he's going to be there tonight. He wasn't there last night and the night before uh, at this point, so um, uh, it's a little bit of a quagmire uh, at this point. I still think by far they have the best talent in the American League Central, and I think other than Houston and Boston, I don't think there's anybody else who has more talent per se for a 25-man roster, but they are not playing like it, and I thought the light went on about a week and a half ago uh, when they went into Minnesota and swept a four-game series on the road. Then they came home and lost three straight to Minnesota here uh, when the Twinkies played really well and won three straight Mm -hmm. at Progressive Field. And since then, it's take a step forward, take a step back, take a step forward, step sideways, step back, step forward. Uh, They're going to obviously lose this series, whether they win or not tonight against San Diego. Detroit's in here this weekend. Um, they just took two or three from Detroit last weekend. I love the American League Central, the way the schedule plays that. You don't see a team for a while. Then all of a sudden you see them like twice in like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, I, whatever. So the Tigers are in here before the All-Star break. They have five All-Stars. Now, whether or not they deserve that five All-Stars is quite debatable. I got in an argument last night with one of their people uh, oh, Frankie you, Lindor, you had an argument?
1: come on, <laughs> why do I find that yeah, I know. surprising?
2: Yeah, I know, shocking. And this is one of my better sources too <laughs> with the club. Okay, I've known him for like eighteen, nineteen years here. Okay, but I when we say all right, we we're having a good debate, he he loves Frankie Lindor. He was part of the reason they drafted him. I get it. He he has investment in the pick. Okay, he had a say in the pick. I understand why he's a big advocate. Okay. He's got home runs. I think he's got 14. He's got about 40 runs batted in off the top of my head. But he's hitting, Even though he had a big night last night. But he had three hits. He's hitting 250. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I just don't think that's good enough numbers. Okay. Um, and he's been basically hovering around 250 now for weeks. So, I don't know. Uh, I think there are other choices, but he's got a big rep. He's a very good young player. He was an all-star last year and so he's on the roster again but uh, the other four i think are well deserved i wasn't so sure that lindor should have made it this year but obviously he'll be there and uh
1: okay that will give
2: them five so they have five all-stars if they can't pull away from kansas city and minnesota that's not good
1: okay that this is why i reference it because the two teams that put on an incredible show in the world series last season are both just struggling to beat the band? The Cubs are just five hundred. They play again this afternoon against Tampa Bay. Milwaukee has a comfortable lead at the moment. They're forty-seven and forty. They're playing Milwaukee today. Yeah, and they are playing Milwaukee today. Uh, my question to you then: Are you buying into World Series hangover, even though now we're approaching near the middle of July, or is is that just a wasted excuse?
2: It's a little bit of a hangover, but you're on, I think you're on the right track. It's becoming more and more uh, of an excuse as we get to what a, roughly a week away from mid-July. Uh, Today is, what, the six? So about, what, uh, six, nine more days for yep. the halfway point of the month. Um, there are a couple reasons, and both are comparable for both squads, okay? Both went into this season thinking, particularly Cleveland, but they were five deep in their starting rotation. And as we now have gone past the halfway point of the season, the Indians have about two and three-quarter starters. Corey Kluber is one of the best at baseball. He's an all-star, well-deserved. He's lights out. He's that good. You don't want to face him in the playoffs if you don't have to. Second guy, uh, Carrasco, uh, right-handed, throws very hard, has good numbers, uh, is a very solid number two. The problem for the Indians has been three, four, and five. <clears throat> um, Bauer went last night. He's hit and miss. He looks good for a few innings, and he has one bad inning. Then he looks good again. Uh, he's still young, throws hard, got a great 12-6 curveball, but he always has one bad inning. And so right now they're counting on him. The Indians are to be number three. Josh Tomlin has been a joke this season. He pitches tonight. His earn run average is uh, astronomical. His losses are becoming astronomical, and yet he's still in their five-man rotation. And a youngster named Mike Clevenger is um, a young right-hander, throws pretty hard. Control is the issue. When he has control, he's very effective. When he doesn't, walks too many people and ends up having a bad inning. And he ends up being a, a loser. But it sounds, it sounds uh,
1: comparable, are, Kenny, to what the Cubs are doing. They have two starters, right, exactly. Ari- and and, Ari- yeah. Arietta and Lester, and then the rest is mediocre at best. And now Lackey is on the uh, DL.
2: Well, the, the issue with the Cubs is a little bit more frightening in that you have Lester in his mid-30s, you have Lackey at least in his mid-30s, if not a little bit older than that. Mm-hmm. Um, Arietta has not been the same pitcher over the last year and a half as he was prior to that when he was dominating uh, for the Cubs. Wade Davis has been really good at the back end of the bullpen. rest of the bullpen has been eh, okay, maybe not so okay. Uh, plus, they haven't hit like they did uh, last season. Point a finger at whomever you want to point it at. The Indians, the same way, very inconsistent. There are games when they score double digits or score six, seven, eight, nine, And then in the last two games against San Diego, for example, they get, they get two runs in the first two games, mm-hmm. okay, against basically Trevor Cahill and a kid I'd never seen pitch before <laughs> last night. Okay? Yeah. I wouldn't know him if I tripped over him, okay? <laughs> Not that he would know me or he would care, but you see my point. Yes. Okay? Uh, the kid going tonight for San Diego, I have never heard of. Seriously. I'm going again. I must be a glutton to go to see San Diego play three (laughs) nights in a row. I must have no life. I know why. The missus is out of town on business.
1: There you go. That's
2: why I'm going to see And it's
1: free food food in the press box.
2: Yeah. Yes. And they love seeing my smiling face.
1: Yeah. Of course.
2: (laughs) Yeah, sure.
3: (laughs) One more uh, on those Indians. Tito Francona. uh, Yeah. For the third time in the last month, he is back in the hospital uh, what's going on the latest there and, and the expectation as they try to figure out what's going on?
2: They're not saying in particular, and, and you know, you have HIPAA laws and, and well-deserved uh, in regards to protections of people's privacy, et cetera, uh, et cetera. All we know is that they've gone, he's at, I'm partial because my wife works for him, uh, one of the three best hospitals in the country, along with John Hopkins in the Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic is at that same level he's been there the last couple of days. He was there prior um, I have an idea who the doctors are um, they are they are the best of the best um, they are they are going through a battery of tests. I have an idea what the tests are, but they don't mean anything to me because I'm not a doctor i can I could verbalize them to them but nobody unless there's a doctor listening oh, out in the audience, nobody would know what the initials stand for. So I'm going to hold back on that and just say that he's going through a battery of tests. Um, I don't. He's a gamer. I mean, if he can be there, he'll be there tonight. But I, I keep checking my email, and I'm not seeing anything at this point, which leads me to believe that he will not be there tonight. I mentioned earlier, Detroit is in Cleveland for three, starting tomorrow night, Saturday night, and believe it or not, ESPN. Is doing the Indians and the Tigers yeah. Sunday night, 7.05 Central Standard, for those of you who are interested. And then the All-Star break. He is supposed to be the All-Star manager for the American League. At this point, they, they're they not sure. He okay. could be, might not be. So, And how long can they wait to make that final decision? I don't know. I'm guessing. Probably the weekend, ish maybe Monday. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think it's. I don't even know if the team is going to have a big say in this. Like, I got to believe the doctors are going to tell the team, "Look, this is this is what we're working with. He doesn't. He either should be there, or we're indicating to you, no, we don't want him there." So, hopefully, he will be there because if he's there, he's feeling better, and uh, he's a, he's a good guy and a great mm-hmm. manager and. Will be eventually a Hall
1: of Famer, Kenny. It's always good when we catch up with you. Uh, you have a great weekend. Enjoy it and enjoy that. Uh, oh, I that, can't that, wait to that, see the Padres. I was tonight. going to say the oh, Padres is... tonight. Ah, oh,
2: I, I do, I do hang with the elite of baseball, don't
1: I? <laughs> see you, Bud. Okay, okay, bye. There you go. That's Ken Silverstein, based in Cleveland. Uh, he, he covers the Big Ten on an everyday basis, but. Since there's no football, there's so much else going on, we can pick his brain on several issues. And we didn't even get to the Cavaliers.
3: No, that's fine.
1: We've but that's enough. fine. We've yeah. done enough we've, on that. We've
3: hit enough on that. Yeah. Hey, uh, so the Padres yeah. have a chance now to sweep both World Series teams from last wouldn't, year.
1: Wouldn't that be something? Because yeah. they swept them when the Cubs were on mm-hmm. the West Coast. Yep. San Diego swept them. And now, on the road in Cleveland, a chance to sweep the Indians.
3: Your home for San Diego Padres talk in Central <laughs> Iowa, Jimmy B and TC. We'll take a timeout here. I got something that yeah. I understand it, okay, but it bothers me. The Shrine game, the Iowa high school All-Star game, sure. is coming up the, at the end of this month. Okay, But uh found something out today as I was looking at the rosters that I understand it. But it frustrates me. I'll tell you what it is coming up on the other side here. Jimmy B. and T.C. on the Big Talker 1700.
0: 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B. and T.C. Noon to 3. Sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG.
4: At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest. But we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. As many of you know, severe weather and hail swept through Central Iowa and the Des Moines Metro. Wolf Construction was here long before these storms, and we will be here long after. We're much more than a pickup and a ladder. A roofing team is here to serve you for years to come. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally.
3: Attention taxpayers, do you owe taxes to the IRS? Have any unfiled tax returns? Received a letter from the IRS? If so, it's only a matter of time before the IRS takes aggressive action against you. For over a decade, Oxford Tax Partners has helped people settle, reduce, or eliminate their tax debts. Call 1-800-464-0029 for a free consultation. Let Oxford Tax Partners resolve your IRS
5: tax debts. 1-800-464-0029. 1-800-464-0029. Can you finish Geico's ad phrase? 15 minutes could save
0: you, right, 15% or more on car insurance. But this message isn't about Geico. It's about how your memory works. Why is it you remember certain ad messages and literally hundreds of songs that you never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It can make a good tune or a good idea stick. Now here's a question. Would you like to learn the five secrets of making a message for your business sticky? You know, memorable and powerful? Then just call us and ask to speak to our ad strategy manager. He'd be glad to share them with you, no obligation. The good thing is, with radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then when someone's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound.
2: Hi, this is Clint Burkall. If you'd like to learn the five secrets of a powerful campaign, just call me here at the station, 331-9200. We are glad to share them.
5: Let's transform a space. Let's paint some walls. The Home Depot has everything you need to make it easy, from 3M Patch Plus Primer and Scotch Blue Painter's Tape to Bear Paint. It's all here. So let's work smarter. Let's prep smarter and get results that take a room from no... Whoa. Prep, paint, perfect. Available at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only. See store for details. Hey, it's Jimmy B.
3: And TC for Draft
1: House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it even cricket? Draft House Fifty has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes
3: a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House Fifty—a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House Fifty, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines.
0: call your local dealer now switch to direct tv today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite tv service call rockstar satellite at 515-262-STAR that's rockstar satellite at 515-262-STAR For 24-month tv and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing new approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates supply in second year prorated etf up to 480 dollars for tv 180 dollars for internet equipment non-return Other and conditions apply. call for details offerings 121
6: 17 hi folks mike from jlm shooter supply here inviting you to visit our full service gun
0: Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim
3: and Trent. Welcome back, Jimmy B and TC here on the Big Talker 1700 from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. Jimmy B, it's that time of year, all-star games going on for uh, high school players. right getting ready to finish their high school careers. Uh, one small problem, and a couple of
1: things. Okay, so this has got your panties in a bunch is what you're no, telling me.
3: No, no, Okay, it's, I understand it, like I said. You don't like it? I don't like it, but I understand it. Okay. The Shrine Game has been going on for, I believe, more than 40 years here in the state of Iowa. Mm-hmm. It's a great event. Yeah, And what they do and the money that they raise... I had friends that played in the event. They talked about it in glowing terms. Uh, Covered it a couple of times back at the Unidome back in the day. It's been in Ames. It's been all over the state. Just a great event. Okay. And a great thing. And for a lot of these guys that aren't going on to play collegiately, this will be the final football game that they ever play. Right. Uh, But in the past, you'd get to see also the big stars there. you get to see Tavian Banks and Tim Dwight and on and on and on. Uh, Not the case anymore, for a couple of reasons. Okay, explain. First, more and more, you're seeing athletes that are getting ready, going to campus, starting in June. Where, back in the day, it was August. Yes. You reported as a true freshman for in, August in, camp. In
1: August camp, Yeah.
3: But that was it. Yeah. And then it got moved up, and it was into July, and maybe go through for a couple of weeks. And now it's pushed up even more into June. And for a lot of the kids, it is... You graduate and you go right to wherever you're going to school. Mm -hmm. And you start and you take a couple of summer classes. But most importantly for these student athletes, Jim, (laughs) it is they are there to get to work with the football program. Correct. That's what it is. And because of that and because of some changes in the scheduling, it's led to the scholarship guys for Iowa at the University of Iowa will not be part of the Shrine Game this year. Disappointing. Mm disappointing that we won't be able to see those guys out there. There will be one uh, guy that is set to become a Hawkeye, Ben Campos from Valley. He'll be a walk-on kid, though. Okay. That'll be over there. But all the scholarship true freshmen, not part of the show. They're not game part of year. the show. Again, I understand it. I get it. I understand
1: Iowa has made an investment in these kids. Well, this, this is what I equate it to, is that who did we not see in bowl games last year? Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. I mean, theirs is different. They have a big paycheck waiting for them in professional football. Mm -hmm. But now universities, they probably don't want kids to participate in an all-star game and run the risk of injury. Right. Yeah, no. It, it I mean, I I see how you don't like it, but I I do get it as well. Yeah, yeah. Because the best kids aren't going to play.
3: Now, the Iowa State guys will be there, at okay. least according to the rosters that are out right. That now. are out right now. Yeah, on the North team, uh, incoming freshman quarterback Devin Moore. Okay, you know, a lot of people are excited about him out of Waterloo West. Saw his name on the roster. Orion Vance uh, from over in Cedar Rapids, linebacking prospect. He'll be there. A couple others that I saw from Iowa State side. So. They're able to work it out. We've seen it in the past, but just schedule-wise, I guess it's not going to work out for the Iowa guys. It's disappointing. Disappointing. Still watch it. Love watching it every yep. year. It'll be happening up at the Unidome this year. I believe July 29th is when the game is. Always like the game. Always like to see the kids, though, that I follow and
1: I cover throughout high school. Sure, yes, because you do a lot of high school football. And and play for the final time, like I said, yeah. for a lot of them. All right, let me let me drop this on you. Sure. With now practices beginning in the first part of August, mm-hmm. well now it's into July, it, and that's the other component. That, yes, that's the other component because now there aren't two days anymore. No, but that means that they, they have expanded to,
3: it. Yes, they, and, and these are the unintended consequences yes. that happen. All right,
1: do you see that taking place around the country then?
3: Well, I, I've read about you know Pennsylvania and Ohio play their Big 33 game, which is huge. It is a monster game. And they're having the same kind of issues that are cropping up there. Minnesota, in fact, this year, they didn't play their All-Star event. They won't be playing it this summer. They played it right after the season. They played it in December. Oh, they did. Played it at U.S. Bank. Uh, the problem there, and and you're gonna find run into something. You know, kids that wrestled, kids that played hockey, oh, kids sure. that played basketball, yeah, yeah. right after their football season, that hap- they that, go right that into it. That happens in high school. So yeah. they had a lot of kids that sure. didn't play in the all star game because of that. Basically, anywhere you put it, you're gonna run into trouble. Are we
1: are we running the risk now of saying goodbye to those so called high school all star games? I would hate it. be because they are so important. They're they're important in
3: terms of what they do. You know, the the Shrine Group in general, what they do. It's great to see
1: the money that they raise every year. I agree with you. Could, I, they, I could, they, could they attach to something else in an effort then to raise the same sort of money? Right. I i don't think so. I mean... Because I could see this game with what you just talked about being a thing of the past.
3: Yeah. And, and if it continues to trickle down. This year, mm-hmm. it was the Iowa guys. And then it's the Iowa State guys. Well, and then know, it's the you UNI guys. know that's going to be next. And, yeah. Yeah. And this is another part... Or are they going to have to look to put this thing, maybe play it in June instead of July? Since they're starting to practice now in July instead of August, Do you go down that route? Well, what
1: if guys are baseball players? Well, see, baseball st-
3: season still is at that point. Usually most seasons at the end of July. This year it doesn't because of the calendar, but most years that's the case too. You're always, gonna right, uh, You're always going to run into something. And that's the part. You're always going to run into something. There's going to be some handicaps in place there. But I would guess the, mes- the next most logical step would be uh, put this thing in June, maybe even May when kids are still in school, mm-hmm. some things that you can do there to maybe alleviate it. But like I said, I understand it. Yeah. I just don't like just it. Just don't care for it. Just don't I, like I, I agree with you. I'm not going to yeah, want to no, complain about it. No, you can't. You can't. No. Because there, there is a basis behind it. This yes. is not just some willy-nilly thing that goes out there, and we do see those from time to time. Yeah. But uh, just one of those things that, oh,
5: that's
1: too bad. Yeah. Kind of that was the thought for me. I got you. Quick break. We're coming right back with more right here on The Big Talker 1700.
0: 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3. Sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG.
7: The Home Depot has a new idea. Free carpet installation that means free carpet installation. Clearing out furniture? Free. Ripping out old carpet? No charge. Hauling it away? On the house. No hidden fees. Just free installation on carpet. $699 or more. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Valid on carpet. price $1 or more per square foot. Unique specialty items and requirements may be priced separately. Not valid in all markets. See homedepot.com for details. Offer ends August 16th.
0: Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 K BGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, we roll until three today. Uh, we still have uh, some great guests on the way. Uh, Coming up at uh, 2 o'clock, Matt Snyder, CBS, uh, Major League Baseball will be on the show. And at 225, Bobby LeJesse from Land of Ten will be our guest. We'll do a lot of hawk talk uh, with Bobby. All right. I just saw Mark Emmert speaking of Bobby LeJesse. Not the NCAA president. No. The guy that works for the Register. That is
3: correct. Good dude. Yep. Met him years ago at okay. an energy game, always like Mark. Yep. And uh, glad he's back here in Iowa, took a sojourn out to the Northeast, and yep. he's, Came he's back. back with us again. Okay.
1: He has an article, and I saw it online, how he's claiming that the Hawkeyes uh, make an awful lot of money, but yet they're not turning a profit. Well,
3: of course. They're a public university. Correct they're tax-exempt, they can't turn a profit.
1: <laughs> okay? My, what's, the, what's the story? Well, that's the story, is that, is that even with the money that the Big Ten Network provides them, look, I, I said to you during the commercial break, well, Gary Barta cost him $7 million right there. Right. So that's, That'll come out of so the reserve fund. Yeah, it, I know. It doesn't hurt the bottom no, line. No, I know that. But still, it's $7 bucks. Mm-hmm. You could toss that my way. Be nice, wouldn't yeah. it? It'd be nice. Yeah, it'd be nice. So I don't get it. That's it. He, said, he
3: says they're not turning a profit. Is this a summer story? This is a summer story, isn't I, it? This is a summer story. I guess it's a, because you know who's going to click on this one. Yes. All the Iowa State fans. Oh, really? Oh, they're not let, turning a profit. Oh, they're not turning a profit. All right, well, here. Let me let me say. And you know what? You. Yeah. If they would have made two hundred million dollars last year, yes, as opposed to the hundred and whatever they made, yes. guess what? Their expenses would have been right up there next to $200 billion <laughs> because you got to spend it. That's how it works in college athletics. When the money comes in, it's got to come right back out. So that means you pay your coaches more. That means you're building another building. That means you're renovating something. That money that comes in is going to be spent right back the other way because that's the way that it
1: has to work. All right, here's what he is saying. He's basically saying that Iowa's athletic department had total operating revenues of over $113 million, Yep. Okay, and expenditures of $116 million. It's a deficit of almost $3 million. That's a good thing if you work in the nonprofit field, just being in the red a little bit. There you go. It's a good thing. Yes. Yeah, but on the other hand, He's claiming then that they're not making any money to turn a profit. Okay. Uh, Name me the
3: universities that are turning a profit in their Uh, athletic department. They would have
1: to be private universities. Mm -hmm. Right. That's it. Yeah. Not public Mm -hmm. universities. (laughs) I know. It's a little misleading. A little bit. I mean, I get what he's talking about I do, too. I I mean, I understand it, but his headline was misleading when he said profit. Yes. Yeah. So is, I mean, we're not killing the guy. We're just pointing something out. Sure, there's there's a difference. like I said, yeah, it could be a budget like
3: twenty million. Mm-hmm. Then the expenses would be right 22. around twenty million. Yeah, right around twenty-two. And if it was two hundred twenty-two million, yeah, it'd be right around two twenty-five. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's the reality of the situation at a public university.
1: Exactly. You
3: cook the books, Jimmy
1: B, <laughs> and the books.
3: Will continue to be cut. You got that right. You're not going to ever see a public institution make a big profit. Yeah,
1: no, they're not it making was, fifty million this year. It's not year, folks. going to happen. No. That's... look
3: the biggest athletic departments year after year yep. in terms of revenue. Every year Texas and Ohio State. And look at how much they spend. Well, why do they do that? Public institutions. Uh, that's correct. That's the way it works. That is the way that it works. Well, Jimmy B, we'll come back on the other side. We're gonna get into some baseball here. Quick update on the Cubs. They trail the Brewers. Two to nothing as they play in the bottom of the second inning. We'll keep you up to date on that one. Strike three down the middle. Kyle Schwarber strikes out in his return to the big league squad. Two nothing Brewers in the bottom of the second. Baseball talk. Matt Snyder, CBS Sports. He's next on Jimmy B and T C. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports
0: on Des Moines station for news, talk, sports. Seventeen hundred K
4: B G G.
6: See you soon. A Wendy's Frosty is something special. And
0: for a limited time, a Frosty is just 50 cents. An American classic for a classic price. It's not quite a milkshake, not quite an ice cream cone. It's definitely chocolate or vanilla. That choice is on you. Use a spoon or a french fry. Anything goes. A Frosty makes summer special. Yep, there's nothing quite like a Frosty, and there's nothing quite like this deal. A Frosty for 50 cents. Get yours before this deal melts away. Small Frosty only at participating Wendy's for a limited time. Offer not valid in Alaska and Hawaii.
7: Be the host with the most and get the most savings at the Home Depot's Red, White, and Blue Savings event with up to 40% off appliance special buys. Like the GE Stainless Steel Gas Range, a Home Depot exclusive, with convection oven, nonstick griddle, and extra large burners now for just $5.98. That's over $400 in savings. Shop our lowest prices of the season only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details, valid 621 through 712.
0: Staples knows that when the leave-behinds for your sales call get left behind at your office, it's time. When you need to print 30 pages and you're 300 miles from the office, it's time. And when the intern packed the Harrington file, not... The Farrington file. Ugh, oh, my bad. It's definitely time. And it's times like these when you can count on staples. Access your files from email, the cloud, or USB, and then print, copy, fax, or scan them, and get back to business fast. Visit your nearby staples. It's pro-time.
5: The Western Edge has a special sweet deal thank you gift for your years of service. Right now, buy a ticket to the Big Country Bash and the Western Edge will give you a second ticket absolutely free. Availability and time for this offer are limited, so you have to hurry. It's a special two-for-one ticket deal courtesy of your friends at the Western Edge. But you have to hurry. Log on to 1700KBGG.com now to take advantage of this awesome sweet deal on bash tickets from the Western Edge. The Big Country Bash, Sunday, June 25th at Living History Farms.